Sunday is, you know, it's just amazing uh, about how the kingdom of God works and, you know, how God expresses what's on his mind and what's on his heart. Um, scripture says this, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. I'm going to repeat that scripture again. Yeah, you, you don't have to turn there, but it's in 2 Corinthians 13. It says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. So that means if you hear somebody saying one thing and then you go to another place and you're hearing the same thing, it's already established right there that it's something that, that you can uh, expect. And then if you hear it a third time, you, it's almost like you could just throw your hands up and say, man, this is a done deal. And so uh, just to provide some context, uh, just even for tonight and as we continue on even into this month, um, you know, one thing, because, uh, you know, Pastor gave, thank God, you know, he brought the word. And it's amazing here. Uh, overseas, we're out of town. My wife and I, we were out of town. And guess what? This is so good. It's not like God was like, oh, they're not here, so I'm not going to show up. <laughs> you know, some places it's like that. And so this is, this is just phenomenal what's God doing because some people have the attitude, well, if such and such isn't here bringing a word, I, I've seen people literally turn around. They're going, oh, who's preaching? Oh, never mind. And then they just walk right back out. And I'm like, wow. So we thank God that we're a house that comes here for the Holy Spirit to show up. That's, that, that is serious. And so he showed up in a big way. But one thing I was just telling uh, Pastor Gabe, I was like, you know, if there wasn't anything directly stirring upon your heart, one thing that I'm just sensing is expectation. That there's just an atmosphere of expectation. And then he sends a text back saying, man, that's the word that I got. So he was already sensing it as well. Now, the thing out of, out of, out of the two right there, that was just a, a agreement. And so I'm, I, I was already of the mindset. I texted him back. I was like, man, it's going to be explosive. I was like, it's going to be rocking on Sunday. But now, um, you know, my wife and I, we were out of town. Uh, thank God, you know, we had a little quick little getaway, but it was needed. We were able to get some rest, spend some time just talking. And then on the way back on Sunday, we stopped back uh, at our former church that we were part of who's, who sent us, released us to come up here in Mount Gilead. And so uh, the bishop there, he gave a message. And not to my surprise, his message was on expectation. His message was on expectation. And so uh, it shouldn't take too much for God to be able to clue you in, especially when you have things of that nature, to let you know. It's like, man, you know, I'm in the midst, and so this is an atmosphere. So what I want to talk about tonight and what will actually kind of shift gears is just really just making sure that we continue and stoke the flames of expectation all this month. Because there are some things that, that God is up to. There are some things that he's desiring to do in an even greater measure. And so what expectation does, um, it sets a bar. Have you, have you ever, or maybe some of you were some of those people that, have you ever been challenged before? Someone said, oh, you can't do that, especially as a kid. It's like, man, you can't jump through that or you can't jump that high. You're like, watch. And so our expectation, not like that God is uh, competing with anybody, but it's one thing that it, that it does. It's like, man, you know what? You set a level of expectation and watch me do exceedingly abundantly above far what you can ask. But it helps because he loves an environment of expectation. He loves. That's, that's part of the culture. So, um, again, I'm excited about the testimonies that were shared, and they just keep on coming. He is in the house. And so expectation, tonight I just want to talk about maintaining a spirit of expectation. Maintaining a spirit of expectation. And so expectation defined by the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, it says this. A belief, expectation is a belief that something will happen or is likely to happen. Expectation, again, is a belief that something will happen or is likely to happen. And then here's another definition. It says, it is a feeling or belief about how successful, good, etc., someone or something will be. So again, it's a feeling or belief about how successful, good, et cetera, someone or something will be. Now, I'm a college basketball fan, and my favorite team is the Duke Blue Devils. They got knocked out of the tournament uh, 
I guess over the weekend, but they have a stellar, <laughs> they have a stellar player uh, who many have predicted will be the number one draft pick. Many are saying that, at least that's their expectation, uh, named Zion Williamson. And so he's six foot seven, 285 pounds. He's just a physical specimen in that sense because it's like, man, he's just like 18. But he's so big, and then what makes it so phenomenal is by the fact that he's able to move that weight with such agility and such speed that it's amazing. And so it's one thing to jump high, and he jumps very high, but then not only does he jump high the first time, but as soon as he touches the ground, he's able to move that weight and jump right back up with the same velocity and speed, if not even better. So to be able to jump twice like that at that at that. Um, speed is just amazing. And so what people have done, some of his abilities and some of the things that he's done on the court, they've actually taken photos. And some people have looked at that as like, man, that's got to be photoshopped with his ability as far as for where he's actually jumping at. And so the expectation is like, man, this kid's going to be the greatest since LeBron James. That's what some people are saying. Some people are saying that Although he's 18 and just his freshman year in college, he's already one of the best NBA players. And he's not even an NBA yet. Someone has said, oh, my gosh, he's already going to be a Hall of Fame player. Now, needless to say, uh, this kid also, he moves with such velocity. It's kind of freakish. He was playing basketball, and then he did this one move and wound up hurting himself because he blew out his sneaker. He did this plant. His foot came literally out of a Nike shoe. And so what happened? Nike shares went down. He's not a contract player. He's in college. But Nike shares went down just for that moment. So there's all this expectation. People are like, man, who, who's going to be competing for him once he comes into the NBA and then signs a contract? And so it was some other companies like Puma and Adidas and some of them, they started making snide remarks like, well, that wouldn't happen in our shoes. <laughs> Needless to say, it can happen to any guy's pairs of shoes, but it was so public, Nike, and so, but the expectations for this kid is so high already, and more than likely, if he stays, I mean, he's a humble kid, real good kid, then if he stays healthy, he should be able to meet and exceed those expectations, but it's just something by the fact that's all, that that is already there. Now, how much more so in the spirit with us as believers? Because this is just one kid, one human's ability. But then our level of expectation of God, I, I was, uh, I don't know, I'm one of those persons sometimes, I like to watch just science stuff. And then I was watching something recently about uh, just the universe and stars, and I'm always just blown away and fascinated about our galaxy. And every now and then, you can see it a whole lot more when you're in the country, but every now and then in the city, especially after the winds, when you look up in the sky, it's like, oh, my gosh, look at all the stars, and they're beautiful. Anyone else kind of look up at the sky and just be like, man, God, you're just amazing. And I'll tell you what, if you ever have a chance to travel overseas, I'll say this in particular. I've been in other places, but the stars look different in Africa. I've been in Asia. I've been in Central America. They just look different. They look like you can reach out and touch them. In Africa, But anyways, I'm sitting here thinking about all this type of stuff and the vastness and the creativity. And I'm like, man, God, you're so amazing. And he's like, hey, you, I'm on the inside of you. And he always reminds me of this because, you know, uh, and it's such, it's such a powerful, powerful phrase that I couldn't have thought it up. He was like, you know, I, I, when I created you, I didn't outdo myself. I just did myself. <laughs> because we're made it in his likeness and image. So all of this is just to bring me back to an awareness of, of who's on the inside of me, and so that way my, my expectation has to come up. My belief that something will happen, that something about my belief or feeling about success or good happening to me and through me has to come up. Just turn to somebody right now and say, something good is going to happen to you. Now, some of y'all are like, man, it's already happening. But guess what? If you're getting that declaration, that means that there's more. <laughs> and so expectation, you can tell it's a spiritual quality. You can't quantify it. There's no scientific measurement for um, expectation. We can't put it in a... 
I don't know, y'all science people know, think of any type of instrument. I was doing something with my daughter uh, yesterday, my middle one, about uh, measure, measuring liquids. So we had to find some containers. And what would happen if you pour this amount in, if you estimated that this container was two liters and then you actually pour two liters, what do you think would happen? So she had to write her observation. And so we're sitting there pouring it. She's like, oh my gosh, daddy, it's spilling over. I was like, well, what were you expecting? She didn't know. She didn't have an expectation. But I knew because of my experiences and I understand measurement. So it helps for people that have walked through some things that you're able to glean from their expectation if we're not there yet. It helps our expectation come up to another level. So again, it's spiritual. You can't quantify it. You can't measure it except with the idea of no expectation, low expectation, or my expectation is high. So you can gauge, but you can't measure it. But I tell you what, you can see it, you can feel it, and you can discern it. You can discern where expectation is. And so, again, when we're talking about maintaining a spirit of expectation, it's not something that's just emotional. This is way, this is way beyond emotion, although emotions are good, but this is beyond emotions. But this is something, this type of expectation comes in connection with the Holy Ghost. It's always in connection with the Holy Ghost because here's the thing. You can't expect without an inward heads up. One thing I learned while playing basketball, and I realized there's a different level between playing street basketball and then when you play organized ball with people with skill and talent. <laughs> I, was, I was pretty decent on street ball. Then when I started playing with people that, that were former, I played in this league. It was a phenomenal church league. But it was former, like, former college players. And one guy was a former NBA player and a bunch of guys that used to play professional ball overseas. So I'm out there with them. And, and as tall as I am, I'm a little guy <laughs> on a basketball court. I remember I got caught down low. One of the guys about 6'8", 280, was like, bam, get out of the way, little man. I was like, Lord. <laughs> but anyways, one thing that I learned from a guy, he was the same height, but he was a point guard. He was like, look, because I remember one time I was running underneath a basket and a ball came whizzing right by my head. And I was like, whoa. And he was like, whoa. I was like, what? It's like, what are you doing? He's like, look, man, when you cut, expect the ball. He's like, when you cut, expect the ball. Don't just be cutting, running, and then what are you doing? No, don't just be running with no expectation. From then on, I caught that lesson one time. So every time I started moving towards the goal, I'm like this. Hands out ready just in case. And then I realized, because I realized he saw differently than the way that I saw. He had a totally different perspective about how he was organizing and what, what needs to be happening, how he needs to react. And here, it wasn't a direct play per se, but if he saw that I was moving a certain way, he was like, oh man, he doesn't, Walt doesn't even know he's about to be open. Or I'm going to pass the ball because his defender is not looking. His defender is not aware that Walt is about to be open, and he's going to be in prime position to catch the ball and score as long as he's expecting. So from then on, it opened my eyes to how basketball is played. So I remember one time I got out there on, on a street ball, back, you know, on street ball, <laughs> and now this time I'm running a point guard. Someone's cutting, and they just run it, and I throw the ball because I'm like, oh, man, they're open. And then the same thing, man, what you doing? The person that was cutting, that wasn't expecting the ball, looking at me like, why are you throwing the ball at me? I'm like, you're open. <laughs> I understood now. <laughs> I understood now. But when you are in expectation, you move with purpose. You move with intentionality. We don't just go through a day anymore. Unless you have no expectation. We don't just go through a day anymore, oh, without our hands up. <laughs> so again, you can't expect without an inward heads up that something's up. The Holy Spirit is already, I, I can't be the only one that's just sentenced like, man, something is in the air. God is in the midst. He is doing something. And if you don't have any expectation, we declare that it'll be activated and stirred and ignited tonight. I'm telling you right now, hey, you're open. Yeah. 
Ball is coming. Hands up. Oh, y'all ain't catch that. <laughs> you can't catch that. You can't catch up with your hands down. Hey, you're open. Ball is coming. Hands up. Yeah, praise him. Praise him right there. <laughs> praise him right there. <laughs> praise him right there. But he's positioning us whether we realize it or not. He's positioning us. And so it's good. And so expectation is not wishful thinking. It's so much more than that. It's, a, it's an anticipation. It's our unmovable disposition of assurance. I'm going to slow that down and say that again. Expectation is not wishful thinking. But it is our unmovable disposition of assurance. I'll say that one more time. Expectation is not wishful thinking. But it is our unmovable disposition of assurance. It's our disposition. It's our attitude. And we want to make sure that it stays unmovable. And so we want to make sure that we maintain it in the process. And so a couple of things that ignite expectations. Some of this is basic, but it's still uh, you never get away from fundamentals. We continue to add on. And so the word gives expectation. The word comes and gives expectation because many times we don't know what's up. And then the word comes to give expectation. Then our eyes become open and we become much more aware of what God is doing in our midst. (laughs) The testimonies ignite expectation. Y'all know, it's funny because we've been, we started making those declarations about jobs and better jobs and vehicles and better vehicles and expenses decreasing. And at first it was just like, none of that was happening. Not in the measure and at the level which it's had, but, you know, we were making it's like, man, you know, this is good. And sometimes you just kind of, kind of, <laughs> every now and then you might just say it just out of your mouth, but it's important. But then we started hearing some testimonies, some emails starting to come in and phone calls and texts and things of that nature. It's like, oh, yeah, you remember those statements that we've been making over our giving? Guess what, man? You know, I'm just hit me right now. We need to print, have those up on the screen so that way people could just see, even though you're repeating. But it just does just even another level to be able to see as, as we do it through giving. But now, now you start to hear pop. Y'all, I know some of y'all have popped popcorn. I'm, talk, I'm not talking about that microwave popcorn, but I'm talking about the popcorn with the oil and the kernels. Come on now. It's got a different taste to it. But one thing I remember watching uh, this, this <coughs> again, I watch science type stuff. So I started, I, I saw this one, but it was like a slow motion version of that. So you got to see. Uh, that kernel. They just put it on a little skillet, some oil and some kernels, and pop one at a time, two, boom, boom. And next thing you know, and that's what's just happening in our midst right now, because things, he, things are heating up. And so you, you start to see some things pop, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. So now we're hearing testimonies from other people, so now there's a whole other level of expectation, and the intensity and anticipation is increasing because now it's more than just one person. Now it's more than just one type of testimony. How often do you hear about a mortgage decreasing without refinancing? Where they do that at? Where they do that at? Come on now. So, again, these, these are, and, and then to get two testimonies about vehicles, y'all, we got them, my wife and I, we got the text and notification, got a text in the daytime and then heard about the phone call after corporate prayer on a Monday. I'm like, Lord Jesus. And here my daughters are like, Daddy, when are you getting a new car? <laughs> Expectation. Now, see, I like my big old gold car. I like them big old, like, Dad, this is an 80s car. I'm like, this is not an 80s car, girl. This is in the 2000s. But from their perspective, it's, it's like it's old. <laughs> I'm like, girl, I'm from the South. What you talking about? We do big cars in the South. <laughs> 
But anyways, the testimonies, they bring expectation, don't they? You start to hear something else. It's like, Lord Jesus. It becomes more than just a nice idea or more than just a confession. Now it becomes something that you latch onto. And it's like, man, you know what? I believe this. I believe that something good is about to happen to me. Goodness, as a matter of fact, I think my wife, she got a word from one of our elders, and she shared it with me. Uh, my wife shared it with me, but she's like, yeah, one of our elders, like, just saying, it's like, yeah, you know what? Something good is going to happen to you. And then my wife telling me, and I'm like, yeah, that's a heads up. So now let me move like this. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so one of the beautiful things also is just even some of the great things that God has done in the past, it brings expectation because what it does, it lays down a track record. There's a song, if he did it before, he'll do it again. Yeah. Same God right now. <laughs> Same God back then. Yeah, so... So we've heard that, but it's true. He's immutable, unchangeable, and so it ignites things. And so one of the things that helps us maintain expectation is keep rehearsing the word. And I will say this, as we keep rehearsing the word, expectation is expressed. It's not a mute thing. It's not something that just stands pat, but expectation is expressed whether we verbally declare expectation or it shows up in our actions and in our behaviors. I'm going to get to the scripture in a little bit, but let me just, let me just roll right now. <laughs> but expectation is expressed. You're talking it, you're declaring it, you're writing it down, you're hanging it up. Some of y'all have things, and it's just a great reminder, even if you have some word in your restrooms, in your bathrooms at home, if you have those little decorative, decorative but y'all know what I'm trying to say. I don't know how it's pronounced. <laughs> but one of those things, whether it's a picture or a painting or a little uh, figurine or a plaque, uh, something of that nature that has a scripture, it's a reminder. As many times as you pass it, but sometimes it'll just jump out to you again. It's like, oh, yep, let me expect that. I remember this one scripture um, that, that was in a bathroom when we were staying with the Jones Joneses was uh, Jeremiah 33, call upon me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Now, that's an expectation scripture right there, but I realized that I didn't know it. So the first couple of times you, you see it, when you're getting ready to sit down, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that's cool. Let me look at it. Okay, cool. But the more you see it, the more I'm like, it starts getting in you. Because even I will whisper it, call upon me. And now we got it. And now I think my daughters, they came up with like a song, call upon me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. Call upon me and I will answer and show you great and mighty things, mighty things, mighty things. I will show you great and mighty things. And so they were doing all that, and then, you know, of course, there was, when they were a little bit younger, their voices were all, especially they'd be trying to sing it all fancy, that you do not know, and their squeaky voice, and all, I'm like, sing from your diaphragm, baby, sing from your diaphragm. <laughs> but the word got in them. And so now, just even hearing that, it's like, well, man, you know what? Let me call upon him. So we don't call God just to be calling him. <laughs> Have you ever been called like that, especially in a house? I'm just thinking back to when your parents be like, they just call your name. Then you're like, yes. And then they just totally forgot what they really called you for. And you're like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you didn't do that in front of them, but maybe when you got upstairs, you'd be like, man, why they call me for nothing? So even the call is with expectation. Even your call is with expectation. It's beautiful. God ain't save you for nothing. <laughs> See, I got plans for you. My expectation is great for you. So keep rehearsing the word. 
I've shared this before, but I want to share it again. Just some of the prophetic words that we've received, and if you've received, um, just even when we had the, the training uh, a couple of few weeks ago, if you received an MP3 of that or whatever the case may be, keep rehearsing it. It builds expectation. And even though it might wane for a little bit, then you, as soon as you play it back again, it's, it's just as fresh as it was when you first received it. So keep rehearsing the word. And expectation is expressed. Now, I will say this. Um, as you keep talking about it, it may bother some. I have no problems with you declaring your expectation of what you were believing God for. That is a great thing. But I tell you who it bothers, it bothers people with no expectation. You declaring and expressing your expectation bothers people that have none. And so here you're sitting here talking about what you're believing God for or maybe a word that God has given you. If you see their nose or their face frown up, he's like, oh, you don't have any expectation. Well, I'm going to keep on talking and maybe, you might, maybe my fire might ignite yours. If not, I'm going to make sure that your lack of fire doesn't cause me to be like you. And the church said... <laughs> so again for maintaining expectation we want to keep rehearsing the word here's another one it's so true but we want to stay with him it's simple but it's profound stay stay with the lord stay in his presence <clears throat> it's a daily effort you want to daily feed your expectations That's why it's good to have pictures of things or it's good to have scripture or things uh, that, that, that God has been speaking to your heart that you put up before you. It's power in that. It's power in that. Man, has God ever given you like a preview of your life? Or maybe even some things that but you just kind of just sense like you're not in it, but he gives you just kind of look a quick little preview. Or maybe some people have seen like a trailer. <laughs> Y'all know movie trailers? I mean, you go to movies now, they're like 25, 30 minutes. I went to a movie the other day. I was like, oh my gosh. But needless to say, it builds anticipation about the coming attractions. And so as soon as you get a glimpse of anything, write it down. If God shows you a picture of something, write it down. Because what I believe is that is a trailer. And you're only seeing a portion of it, but it's something to be excited about. And the beautiful thing about this is you don't have to pay a ticket. This is your life, 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 life. <laughs> and so it's one of those things like, oh, my God, I just saw myself, boom. Keep it moving for the people that roll their eyes after what you just saw. It's Okay. Because one thing that I notice is when you're in a movie theater watching trailers, some of the movies you have no anticipation of seeing, but they show it to you anyways, don't they? So that's why you need to tell it. I know sometimes we get, we've heard discouraged, like, man, don't tell your dreams to everybody. I'm like this. Just release it in the atmosphere. If it's God, it cannot be stopped. Because some people are like, well, man, look what happened to Joseph. Look at what his brothers. And what did Joseph say at the end? <laughs> yeah, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. Now, as long as we're doing it maturely and not braggadociously or arrogantly, then that's, but it's, it, it releases, it's, it, it establishes some things and it sets some things up. And so God gives you a preview. And it builds, it will continue to build your level of anticipation when you see a glimpse. And it's exciting when he shows just pictures and things of that nature. <sighs> and so I will say this, even as it pertains to maintaining a, a spirit of expectation, if there's any smell, if there's any hint 
of something that is old in life. I remember Pastor Gabe, you know, he shared, I guess, some weeks ago just about some old garbage that him and Marcy tracked down and, and, and discarded and threw out. So I liken this example to this. If there's any hint, if there's any stench of, of disappointment or, or, or any hint that's like, well, man, I don't want to expect anything because I remember where I tried to expect something last time and it didn't happen, so I'm not expecting nothing. And whatever happens, happens. If there's any thought of that, if there's any, any, any attitude of that, throw it out. You got to trash it. You got to get rid of it. If there's any aroma of that, and what that aroma is, if it, if it, maybe you threw it out of your life, but then some people come and remind you. That's the aroma. Get out, get out of there present or, Lord, get them out of my life right now in this season. Because they're still carrying the stench of maybe some disappointments that I've maybe have had in the past, but I ain't trying to smell that no more. Somebody just take a deep breath right now. <sighs> Don't it smell good? Expect, expectation. <laughs> hmm. Here's the thing. There's one scripture, Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 10, and then we'll show, uh, not show, but we'll read through one more. But this one is good. Acts chapter 3, verse 1 through 10, and I'm reading from the King James Version. <clears throat> Acts chapter 3, verses 1 through 10, and I'm going to go ahead and jump in. Now, Peter and John <clears throat> went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. <clears throat> and he, meaning the layman, gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something from them. Expecting to receive something from them. Expecting to receive something from them. He was expecting to receive something. Now he asked for alms. And I like how the scripture said, or it doesn't say that he was expecting to receive alms. Even though he was, but I like how it doesn't say that he was expecting to receive alms. It says that he was expecting to receive something from them. He was there lame asking for alms, but again, he was still there in expectation. So how gracious is God that even if you're in a lame condition, as long as there's expectation, there's something that is available for you. That's how valuable expectation is. So it's something just even along that thought. And that's why we want to encourage people to come into the house of the Lord. Well, man, I'm this and that. Well, look, just come just, just come just expecting just to be loved up on. There's just some people there that are just going to love you. Because then when they show up lame, but if they at least have that expectation that, hey, you know, someone's going to encourage me, then they're going to wind up getting more than even what they came for. And if they can't get to the house of the Lord, then we bring the house as being the house of the Lord to them. And so again, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Oh, I'll say this. Don't ever come to the house on a Sunday, Wednesday training, whatever the case may be, without expectation. Always come with some level of expectation so that way God can meet and do even more. We know the scripture, but it's true. David said, I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me. I'm taking it back right now. I was glad when they said unto me. I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. <laughs> Deacon Jeff with that deep bass right there. I'm telling you, I'm glad that I, that I was that I was grown up and to be able to know some of these songs as well as some of the new ones as well. We need them all. 
and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I give I thee. In the name of Jesus of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he which sat for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple, and they were all filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened unto him. Now, all of that saying this is that it was two types of expectation going on. This man was like, look, I'm expecting alms. But then how bold is that for Peter to say, it's like, look, I don't have any money for you, but what I do have, I'm giving you. Took his hand. Get up and walk. That's some serious expectation. But they could not deny what they've experienced. And so based upon what you've experienced that God has shown up in the past, that now becomes the base floor level of expectation. I can't go down anymore. So whatever you've experienced in Christ that is good, expect nothing less. You can't go back. You can't go back and just prophesy to somebody right now and say, you are not going back. You are, turn to someone else and tell them, you are not going back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in your expectation, we're not, we're, we're not settling because what some people do, even if it takes a little bit of period of time, they start to settle. Get back down. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Even as it pertains to relationships. No, 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 no. Some people say, some people say this, man, you expect too much. <sighs> Ain't nobody like that out there. Says who? You know everybody? <laughs> Do not lower your expectations to their experiences. Glory to God. <laughs> Shucks, somebody needs to hear this. And so their expectation based upon their walk with the Lord was like, look, and, and my thing was, I, I don't sense any hesitancy. I can't read or discern or pick up in between the lines, understanding the circumstances where Peter wavered. The reason why, he said, hey, look at us. Look at me. <laughs> look at me. <laughs> I have Christ now. <laughs> I have Christ now. <laughs> but that's bold. And if you've experienced it. <laughs> she, she expects it to. <laughs> and she's going to be waiting outside for you after service, Jeff. <laughs> like, I'm expecting you to meet me at 830. <laughs> <laughs> But needless to say, all that we've experienced, that's one of the beautiful things, even with what we've encountered three weeks ago. With that kind of um, presence hitting the whole house. Now we come with no less expectations. Like, look, God's going to show up even greater. Because he keeps showing up with more. The way we keep talking about testimonies and things of that nature. So the more that this thing's happened, I was so encouraged by hearing Lachey's testimony about stepping out and praying for somebody, that was powerful. I'm sitting here in the car, I was like, shake it up, oh my God. I was like, it was like I was there. I was like, man, Jesus, and I'm just smiling. 
So now the, expect, the expectation, especially when you have these encounters, like, look, we're we not, we not going back to the way things used to be. You can't. <laughs> when you receive something, when, there's any, when God gives a preview, it's like, man, you know, I'm excited. There's expectation, there's anticipation, there's movement. I'll share this, not that I plan on doing it, but I just wanted to see, um, because there's this movie, you know, I've been, for the past decade, I've watched, like, I think all of the Marvel films, and I think I'm kind of going to be done, because they got, like, one, they got, like, stages. I was like, oh, man, this is going to go on forever, but it's just different, different levels, because, so needless to say, they got one final moment of, I guess, this phase one. They got, like, three phases, but this is phase one, so they have this big movie coming out, uh, at the end of this month. And so uh, a trailer was said, trailer came out and said, tickets are available now. And I was like, oh, shucks. Well, you know, I want to see if they have like a midnight uh, movie. But then I found out it was three hours. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to look for that. <laughs> no. But I just wanted to see what was going on. So I, needless to say, I went on to, the, <laughs> to an app to kind of see, well, you know what, because there's like a $5 movie theater right 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 down the street. So, matter of fact, let me give a little shout out real quick. Because movie prices are like ridiculous now. So there is a $5 movie theater while it's still there before they tear it down. Before they tear it down. But it's at the Granite Run. So it's $5 um, all day. Daytime, nighttime. $4.99. Every day. (laughs) Right. So, needless to say, so I'm like, well, man, let me go on the app and just see if I can you know, get a ticket ahead of time for when it comes out a few weeks from now. I got a thing on my phone that said, the line is paused. We will put you back in line when it is available. I was like, what? It was that many people trying to buy tickets that shut down these two different big companies for ticket purchases because of their expectation. Because of the preview, it's like, man, the preview of the trailer, oh my gosh, it looks so good. And they said, I wound up reading an article. I was like, what in the world was going on the next day? They said that the pre-sales for this movie was even greater than the big one that came before it. The big one was, the one that came before it was big, but then after people saw it, it was like, man, we knew it was going to be good. We just didn't realize it was going to be that good. Because it was shocking. It was a shocking end. The bad guy won. It was like, whoa, what? And so now this was the part two to kind of conclude it all. And so now people were... People were doing all that. So I was like, wow, this is just amazing. Then when my time came up, I was like, I just wanted to see the process. I was like, I ain't buying it, but I just wanted to see. The expectation was amazing. So now people are like, look, we already know that this movie, that was the ground level. We're expecting this final chapter to be even better. And it showed by their behavior. Their expectation. So again, we're not going back in any area. When God shows up and does something great, and not in an arrogant sense, not as a spoiled child, but we just understand that God is looking to do more so that way we can share about his goodness. Now, what comes when the unexpected happens? Because things happen that we do not expect. There's some things that even happen that are negative that we don't expect. It's like, man. I know we received uh, information about news, someone had, some, a family member that passed away, um, and then I received some news before service. I had to get myself together because, again, we were in, uh, at our uh, church back in Virginia, and there was this young man uh, who was a youth while I was there, and I remember you know, mentoring him on some things, and even as he became a younger adult, like early 20s, you know, had to confront him on some good things, but then love him up for restoration, and then after that, man, he just kind of took off. And, of course, we're here now. So then we come back on Sunday, haven't seen him in a while. So he's the one that greets us as soon as we come, come into the building. It's like, hey, man, so good to see you. Come on back to the office. And he walks us into the, to the main office. And so, you know, that's, that's all that we see of him. But I hugged him. It's like, man, you know, good to see you. That was it. We get a text um, right before probably around 6 o'clock. I get a text from the administrator who, who we saw down there saying that this young man went home to be with the Lord today. Apparently, it was some sinus affection that just took, took way off. So I'm sitting here, I was like, oh, and I started flashing back of all the moments when he was young that I've had with him. 
And I'm like, man, God, just like that. It's like, Lord. And I'm, now I'm glad because we haven't been back there in years, but now I'm glad that we were just there, that I was actually able just to see his smile, give him a hug. We didn't have any conversation. And then, you know, he just took us to the office and he's like, good to see you, sir. And then just kept on moving. But I'm like, man, Lord, life is so precious. It is so precious. And so I was like, okay, God, this is good. It's like I'll have my moment later. God, you're still good. I thank you that he knew you and that he's in your presence now. He wasn't even 30. Maybe 28, 27. Just got married within the past year or two. And so I was like, man. So when, when things, so our walk does not exclude resistance. But then our expectation, even when things take a turn, that's like, whoa. It's like, ah. Even some things that, that are, are gut-wrenching gut -wrenching and painful and hurtful and, and disappointing, we don't let that back us away from our expectation that we will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It happens. I don't, I don't have an explanation. I don't have an explanation. That's when I just kind of really lean on the sovereignty of God in those moments when I don't fully understand. Because, you know, my daughters, they were like, did we know him? Then they started asking all these type of questions. And, you know, sometimes like, look, I'm just trying to process what's just going on right now. Because then I got a text from someone else. It's like, man, did you just hear such a thing? Like, look, I'll call you after Bible study. But it, 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 it happens. But that doesn't back us off. And so, again, we don't let those things wane. So my expectation, I'm like, man, God, you're still good. You're still faithful. You're still kind. So then I flipped it when I started feeling a whole bunch of other stuff trying to come on. And it's like, no. It's like, God. Then I started remembering. It's like, Lord, but when I saw him, he looked so well. He looked so good, his spirit. And I know, come to find out, he was dealing with some challenges, you know, in his body. But still, I was like, man, I remember those precious moments that were valuable and that was so good about how he was in one state of life and then just to see him again looking good, faithfully serving in the house of the Lord. And I'm like, man, God, you are such an awesome restorer. And so it's those moments that I hold on to and it's like, God, I thank you for your faithfulness and we're going to continue to speak life. So I say this, man, if there's somebody that just crosses your heart, pray for them. Call them up. I say this, let's not lose the, the, the personal, and I, and I don't think this is a generation that does, but um, texts are good, but then if you can call somebody and just leave a voice message so that way they hear your voice, that does even greater. It just, it just adds something to that. So I'm just put that note there. So again, um, <clears throat> dealing with unexpected, and again, for... Uh, <laughs> don't allow past aborted expectations to hold you back from hope. Again, don't allow past aborted expectations to hold you back from hope. Because what happens is when we do that, we can get in a rut of expecting bad news and bad events. Many people say that, and I've heard it, and, and, and they just continue to walk in that. Well, man, if it ain't one thing, it's another. And then it holds you back from hope. And then when you get robbed of expectation, you get into a loop. You get into a rut. And then no, because what it does is when you get robbed of it, then you don't, you don't look for any more expectation. <laughs> and then this is what people's lives is. They just keep going around in the same circle. They're not expecting anything new. Well, man, what's going on in your life? Oh, same old, same old. Just another day, trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents. <laughs> man, man, how's your day going? Man, I can't call it. I'm like, man, you can't call your day nothing? It, it can't be good? I can't call it. <laughs> you can't call your day nothing? And they're just walking around in circles. <clears throat> but 
And what made it so bad when I think about the children of Israel wandering in the desert, God did enough for them to have expectations. He's like, man, I got delivered y'all out of Egypt. They were in a terrible mess. They got in a crazy rut. How do you want to go back when God's doing new things? It's like, man, give us slavery. What? No, but expectation keeps us fresh and breaks us out of a rut. And one of the beautiful things is when, when you're in expectation, this is what's cool. You can get into such a rhythm where God can do some things that are even beyond your expectation. You get into a rhythm of just expecting a God showing up, then it's like, man, God, I wasn't even expecting that. Might as well, if the enemy will hit you with something that you weren't expecting, guess what? God can too. God smacked me up the side of the head with something good that I, I ain't even expecting. <laughs> uh, Sister Gwen shaking her head right now. I was like, yep. <laughs> yeah. God going to use me to smack you right now. <laughs> but just say, just, just say, just smack them upside the head with good, with blessings. <laughs> I like how Pastor Gates was like, man, just smack them real good upside the head with with something good. <laughs> but yeah, it's just getting into a rhythm of expectation. So this spirit of expectation, this attitude of heaven, one more scripture. It's a long one, but I'm going to close with this. Isaiah chapter 55. <laughs> I'm going to let it just preach itself. I'm reading from the New King James, Isaiah chapter 55. Y'all like what verse? The whole chapter. <laughs> I was trying to look and trying to see where we could stop. I was like, I can't stop. <laughs> so we're going to let the word preach itself, and it's going to build expectation. And I like it how it says, at least in the way that I looked at it, because you know how sometimes they have those subtitles? Let me drink before I read this. Isaiah chapter 55, New King James. Verse 1, ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters, and you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Yes, come, buy wine and milk without money and without price, my Jesus. How much you pay for that? Nothing. <laughs> Verse 2, why do you spend money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me, God talking, and eat what is good, and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me. Hear, and your soul shall live, and I will make an everlasting covenant with you. But sure mercies of David, indeed I have given him as a witness to the people, a leader and commander for the people. Surely you shall call a nation you do not know. And nations who do not know you shall run to you because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified you. Someone say, he has glorified me. Verse 6, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his ways and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord, and he will have mercy on him. And to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways, no, nor are your ways my ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven... And do not return there, but water the earth and make it bring forth in bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word, so shall my word, so shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void. This is God's expectation here. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please, and it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. You shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. 
the mountains up. Turn to someone and tell them, for you shall go out with joy and be led out with peace. Come on, somebody right there. And then it says this, the mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you. <laughs> Someone just need to go find a hill this week. Be like, I hear you. <laughs> I don't care if it's a little hill in your backyard, whatever the case may be. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, Elder Devin said, I'm going in my backyard. <laughs> The mountains and the hills shall break forth into singing before you, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. I think some trees were clapping their hands this today. They were clapping their hands today. And all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress tree, and instead of their briar shall come up the myrtle tree. And it shall be to the Lord for a name for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Expectation says this, it shall come to pass. <laughs> Expectation says it shall come to pass. And so I'll say, close with this last thought. To have the spirit of expectation is to live with the mind of God. Expectation is to live with the mind of God. We can think what he thinks as he reveals it to us. He shares his thoughts. No, we don't fully know the why. That's, 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 that, that's that, that God level. But the spirit of expectation is to live with the mind of God because he expresses his thoughts by what he says. So somebody just say, talk to me, Lord. Let's stand. <laughs> That's why we praise with expectation. We worship with expectation. We sow with expectation. Hallelujah. <laughs> now just lay your hands on your spirit man area, your belly right there, and just say, I'm expecting. <laughs> in the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I know some of these mothers and grandmothers be like, oh, I know this in the spirit. <laughs> but yeah, God, uh, just, just likening that analogy, God, I thank you, Lord, for impregnating us right now, Father, with your word, with your truth. God, I thank you, Lord, for fresh expectation in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, that even as we rest tonight, we rest in expectation in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you, Lord, for uh, divine agitation. God, Holy Spirit, don't allow us to settle. Don't allow us to settle or to lower our faith or to lower our sight or to lower our gaze. Lord, we look into the hills where our help comes, because it comes from you. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, right now, in the name of Jesus, for a spirit of expectation. God, that we carry a contagious spirit. <laughs> we carry a contagious spirit of expectation. So, Father, we thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing in our midst God, we are expecting great things, even the things that we don't know yet, God. We're still expecting. Lord, and we look upon you expecting to receive something. We look upon you, God. We heed you expecting to receive something in the name of Jesus, God. And I thank you, Lord, for what we already have received. We thank you for the release of that, God. Lord, and we make room for more. We release what you've given, God, and make room for more. 
<laughs> we release, God, what you've given, and we make room for more. God, so I thank you, Lord, for every person, even tonight, God, that you are charging us to start fires. <laughs> to start fires. God, that we'll start fires in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Can we just bless the Lord right now? <laughs> Can we just bless the Lord? Lord, you're so good. You're so awesome. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. And so <laughs> we don't want to be like, because sometimes, you know, when, when you're sick, you'd be like, man, don't stand next to me. I'm sick. Well, we just need to say now, hey, stand next to me. I'm contagious. It's like, man, what are you contagious with? Expectations. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah.